Yo, 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 it's been a little while. It's your boy Jake, jakecutsfresh.com, uh, Instagram, Twitter, at jake underscore cuts underscore fresh. Uh, I am opening a new shop. Surprise, surprise. If you hadn't heard yet or whatever, I'm opening a second location of the chop shop. Uh, so it'll be in Medfield, Mass., which is a little closer to Boston, but still quite outside the city. Um, so I've been busy as all hell. I haven't posted anything, I think, since like June 19th or something. I think I signed a lease on like June 10th-ish or something. So I've been going crazy building it out. Um, very excited about it. But, yeah, I got my man CJ on the cast this week. Um, I've met him just through Instagram. And also, you know, he worked at a shop that my friend owns. And um, we've we've had great conversations. So it's just time to get him on. So, anyway, that's it. I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Peace. Yo, this is Jake Cuts Fresh. You're checking out the Barber Life Podcast. This is for all barbers, no matter your age, race, or status. Barber Life. So, yeah, what's going on? I'm here with my man CJ also known as The Hands. Um, I've met this cat, well, really through social, I guess, and then, um, you know, has a really good conversation with you at the CT Expo, and then just seeing you around a bunch of other places, man. So tell the world what's uh, who you are, where you work, and all that stuff. Yeah, man, so you, uh, you hit it on the head. It's uh, The Hands, the underscore hands on Instagram. And um, I actually just made a, a shop change, so I'm over at uh, Rectify in Mansfield, Mass. Now. Okay. Okay. Nice. That's with um, DG owns. DG Cuts owns that. Yep, she does. Yeah. We, uh, we teamed up recently. It's been an awesome change so far. So it's it's pretty sweet. That's good. So that's in Mansfield, Mass. Um, which to tell the audience where that is it's sort of it's how far from boston is mansfield is it, would you say it's about 45 50 minutes um yeah it depends it depends where you are i mean like southeast you can get there in like in like 40 it's right next to patriot place that's like a good way to kind of find your way to it okay yeah close to the stadium yep yep like 10 minutes gotcha all right i know where it is i've been past it um not when it was open so Never been in there. Um, I just trying to figure out how to take because the way I get to Mansfield is so simple. You know, I live in Bellingham, so it's like right down yes. twenty five. Done, done deal. Cool. So when? So how long you been over there? Um. Well, I made the change officially two weeks ago, but we took a shop vacation, so I've been there for a full week now. All right. So I'm having a little, a little bit of trouble with your audio. It's sort of in and out, sort of like underwater and then above water. Is uh, uh, let me check. I don't know. Are you on Bluetooth or um, headphones or anything like that? Or how's that? That's pretty clear now. We'll see how that goes. I mean, it's okay, not. Cool. It's, it's not the end of the world if it's not perfect. I'm not like a perfect. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an audio nerd. At least not anymore. Um, you know, I just like the info's priceless, man. However, it sounds is separate. Um, oh yeah. All right, cool. So you've been over there. So I knew you were in, in Framingham, and I know a lot of the barbers over there as well. Um, sort of just been on a hustle to meet like every barber ever. But yeah. I've met pretty. So I know, um, I know you now, and and then is Mike still Mike? 
um, Tro, like Trowbridge. Tro, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know if it's Tro or Trow. Um, obviously DG, and then what's the girl's name who I met with you at the expo? She was cool. Uh, Cheyenne. Is she? Yeah, Cheyenne. Yeah, does she still work there too? Yeah, she's dope. She's actually been um, she's been showing me a a couple cool techniques throughout just the first week. She's a really really talented barber. Yeah, she. I've seen her cut some just through Instagram, but also she like won the battle. That like I had seen her just after she finished competing, and then I didn't stay around. But she had ended up winning something. Like I don't know where she placed yeah. at least. She she came in first at um I think it was the female barber competition. Nice. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, Dude, she the, so this it. has always been my thing. Like the best like, the different years. Like I think it was probably three or four years ago. There was like, the top three people in like five categories were all from this area like all not not only from new england but from like 508 area code massachusetts really yeah there was one year where like abner placed like second or third tim won first or second tim from boulevard um hmm. actually evan was not 508 but evan won men's such and such and and then dg won something i think the same year um, word, word. It, it, I was that was before my time even. Yeah, yeah, it's true because you are a young cat though, which is funny because I'm just you know I had you send over a couple bullet points of your story because I know it a yeah. little bit, but I didn't realize you were only 23. 23, man. Yeah, that's yeah. man. I, I I mean I definitely had stuff going at 23, and I'm and I'm not regretful of anything, but I definitely wasn't into a career at 23. I was dabbling with a lot of stuff. Like I, I was doing okay. <laughs> you know right but i uh no it i got lucky i i definitely well i shouldn't say lucky but i found what i wanted to do at the right time right i got into it pretty quick so that it was that was a blessing it was accidental but it was it was definitely a blessing there yeah that's that's interesting to me too because you know you were telling me you know you were cutting hair on your own you started and very similar yep. to me just cutting hair in the kitchen bathroom whatever mm -hmm. and um Decided to go to barber school, um, but you already got a job. Yes. And so that was yeah. conflicting. That was like, you know, a horse pulling and two horses pulling you in two different directions. Um, what shop was that at? Was that around here? Yeah. Um, that was actually at Loyalty. I've only, only worked at one shop outside oh, okay. of Rectify. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I just didn't know you then. I, I don't know. I must have just lost touch with a few for a few over there because i kind of you know i've been knowing john for a while um, yeah yeah and and then i know like you know i know eddie and um you know i know obviously i know Brittany and um and you so okay so yeah, yeah. I just missed. all right so that so that makes sense so the thing that's interesting to me is you were in an interesting position there where you were sort of up against it and i love these type of stories bro because this is where this is where you get. This is where you become a man. Well, let me say an adult. All right, for the for the women. This is where. This is where, you know. It's not about being a man or a woman. It's just like this is where you have to really become an adult. So just to paint the picture for these for the audience, you had to finish school in time, or else you couldn't work that you you couldn't work there that much longer without a license. But Correct. you you missed so much school working that you <laughs> you basically had to like pay like almost it seemed like almost double like i don't know how much school is now but they had to come up with a lot of cash like 20k or something just to finish yeah it um so what what ended up happening was i um uh, 
to go full circle, my story started out and I was basically just doing nothing. I was in high school as a basketball player. I was just kind of hanging out. Um, and I cut one of my buddies uh, in my friend's bathroom with just some, I don't even know if they have a name, just some wall clippers from under a sink. And it, uh, the haircut sucked, but that was besides the point. So I, uh, I got into cutting his hair a few more times, wasn't a huge fan of it. And then um, I didn't really start getting into it until I bought my first pair of clippers. So I, uh, I bought a pair of fast feeds and um, some wall guards so they didn't fit. I had to wait for new guards to come in. <laughs> and I kind of just chopped it up with some fast feeds, a pair of detailers, and I had a straight edge. Um, I kind of fumbled my way through. I posted a haircut on Instagram and it actually caught some um, some following. People were like, whoa, you, you cut hair now? And I was like, like I guess. And they're like, how much is a haircut? I'm like, oh, <laughs> free. I don't know. Like, come come get a haircut. I don't care. Yeah. And uh, that blossomed into, I followed, um, I had a, a good following. I had, um, I don't know, probably 30 clients that would come to my house. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and so then you're it like really... Into- first generation instagram barber like you're for real like yep. it wasn't like you were barbering and then instagram came along and you and it helped you because you are like it sort of enriched what you were doing it made what you were doing a thing it it absolutely gave me my uh my ground to stand on i i wouldn't have i don't think it would have lasted if i was just cutting one of my buddies i i think i really needed that couple people hit me up like, yo, how much is a haircut? Right, um, right. Free. I want to learn, I guess. And then yeah. it turned into a job at a barbershop. Just straight up. I followed him. I'm actually originally from Framingham. I was born in Framingham. Okay. Um, and I moved down to Connecticut around my high school age. And I just happened to be following um, a kid that I knew in elementary school who was a barber at Loyalty. And the way things kind of panned out was he was going to take a, uh, a cross country trip and he was going to leave the shop and I hit him up. I was like, Hey man, like there's an opening. Should I hit up your boss? And he was like, yeah, man. And it literally, that was it. I, I talked to Jonathan and, um, he called me back the next day and was like, yo, if you want to, you want to start, I know you're going to start barber school. That was it. And that was, it took off from there. Um, and then it got interesting. It was uh, Wait, hold, hold on, hold that thought right there, because I'm curious. Let's yeah. go back a step. You said you didn't really like cutting hair the first few times <laughs> you did it, but you went out and bought new clippers, though. So how did you, so what spurred that? Like that's like um, so, did you not like how it was going, like or you didn't like the awkwardness of not knowing how you were doing it, but you want to learn more, or you just like I don't even know. I may as well just buy something, see if it's better. Like, like how'd you get to that decision? Well, the decision, I think, kind of came about when um, it was probably my fourth or fifth time cutting just one of my friends. I had only cut one person's hair. Okay. And I had watched a few videos, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give this a try. Like, I wasn't really doing anything else. And I had hopped on Amazon, and they actually had a sale. So, like, I got a pair of fast feeds for, like, 40 bucks. Nice. So that was kind of like the, I'm going to give this a shot with some better equipment maybe that'll make a difference and it kind of did i mean it it definitely made my life a little bit easier and i was like oh this isn't so bad and by the time i had bought them i was watching a few videos and like i didn't want to say it was i hated it at that point but i wasn't a huge fan the thing that really got me going was 
I kind of didn't like being bad at anything. So if I try something, I, I wanted to be pretty good at it. Right. And that was that was more the motivation was like, oh, I kind of kind of suck at this. I want to be want to be pretty good at something else. It's just another hobby, and then it blossomed into a career. So right. that was that was the main influence was like, hey, I don't want to suck at this. So <laughs> let's try some try some better stuff. So what? Where were you at with college? Was it ever an option? Um, it, it was basically it was only an option if I played basketball. Um, and I was very injury prone. Um, I couldn't really stay on the court and my grades, I couldn't, couldn't even go to college unless I was playing. So, um, there was an attempt, long story short, an injury happened because I was being dumb. And then, um, college kind of went out the window and then I was like, yeah, I could do community college. I can bounce here. I can bounce there. Nothing really panned out. And, um, I, I started working. That was that was another thing that kind of spurred the the creative side was working sucked at 18 years old, working like 40 hours a week really sucked. Yeah. So, and I, I, I knew I couldn't do a nine to five forever. It just was, I was managing a GNC at the time actually. Okay. And I had to take on the responsibilities of like managing a store who hands an 18 year old kid a store. I had to work 40 hours a week and I had employees and I was like, man, this is terrible. <laughs> picked up a pair of clippers yeah it was just yeah that retail i was just talking to my boy yesterday and his sister we had a little birthday party thing going it's like retail for for guys like us is not good <laughs> like i can't do it i can't i mean in a sense no nah, i can't even compare the two i was gonna say in a sense it's similar to barbering because you do work with the public a lot um but that's the only thing that's the same. I mean, you can say that about almost any job. Um, right. But, yeah, it's just not. Like, I can't be part of your plan. Like, I need to have my own plan, you know? Like, Very true. Um, and I think that's what attracts a lot of us to this business, you know, is at least, you know, the uh, the freedom of it. I guess there's a freedom there, right? I mean, at least there's an illusion of freedom because then you end up kind of becoming a slave to the addiction of cutting hair. You know, that's true. Very like, true. You know, I've heard it been said that you know, true freedom is having no choice. You know, mm. and that, that's kind of how I feel. Like I feel free because I know, like, my discipline, my my mo, my every day is to wake up, go to the shop, and you know, it, if I don't have that, like, even when I go on vacation, like after like four days, I'm like, I gotta cut somebody's hair. It's, that's know? funny that you say that. I uh, I just had my first vacation ever since I've been a barber and I felt that a hundred, I came back and I was like, man, I even remember how to cut hair. Like I, I gotta get back in there. I gotta, I was going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a compulsion. It's like, uh, it's cause it's art, you know? And it's, yeah, and it's, 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 it's instant gratification. You get to see, you get to know flip or flop right off the bat. Like there's no second guessing whether or not you did a good job with the haircut. Like, either did or you didn't it sucked or it was good you know like yeah. um i think that's what i like about the most but um all right so back to your story here so um you know you're you're cutting you're going to a barber school you were kind of hired on the strength of you going to barber school mm-hmm. but you were making probably pretty nice chunk of change over there oh yeah you know and, and so school is kind of like secondary so then then what happened 
Yeah, so basically I was I, from my peers, I had heard I was pretty good at cutting hair, and it, that kind of got in my head. Ego was starting to build, and I was already in a shop, so I was like, oh, man, like, why, why do I need barber school when I'm making money and I'm cutting a lot of hair and I'm getting some some recognition? So I stopped showing up. Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but at Rob Roy's, where I went in Worcester, um, if you get financial aid, you have to maintain a 70% attendance rate or they pull your financial aid. Mm. So I was working, but I was also, I was trying to go to school, but it was almost an afterthought. And um, I got to the point where I wouldn't be able to hit 70% by the time they needed to. I was too far below 70 for too long um, and they pulled it. So I had no financial aid and um, my financial aid covered like, it was something like everything, but a grand worth of school so everything was covered and then it got pulled and they said basically you have to pay this or you can't get your certificate yep so i um what happened was i was at 900 hours um i withdrew to save the money my boss gave me a year my boss at the time he gave me a year ultimatum of hey man save the money you need to be back in school finish those 100 hours within a year the other catch was uh, Rob Roy. If you don't go back within a year, you lose half of the hours you have. Oh, jeez. So I was up against it, and right now the cost, I think, tuition is like tuition and supplies and all that's like seventeen, sixteen, five, or something like that. Wow. And they hit me with the well, when you come back, you have to pay for all the time you missed, which is like twelve fifty an hour. So I was I was up against it for sure. Yeah, so that's so that's so you got to come up with twenty grand in less than a year because you got to still finish school within a year. Yep. Right. So that puts you in a position to basically you turn into a machine. You just cut for the money. Yep. And I actually lost the passion. Yeah. I um I was a robot for a while, and I I was looking at people who were doing the whole Instagram barbering thing, which with like, hey man, why are you doing that? Like, just get paid and go home. I never really, I, like, I didn't understand, like, the whole, I didn't see the art anymore. I was kind of blind to the art because I saw the money. And um, that kind of took a toll on my career, for sure, and my development, because I was only, I've been cutting hair for four years now, so I was only a couple years, I was, like, two years in, two and change. Um, mm. And it, it, it definitely hurt my development. Um, I'm one of those people now that always thinks you can learn something. At the time, I was like, I don't have anything to learn. I'm good. I I can do any haircut you want me to, which was not the case by any means, but I thought I could. Um, But yeah, the passion kind of sank after that for a while until I went back. When I went back to school, it changed my whole outlook and whole career. Now, now what what happened when you went back to school? So you you obviously saved the money and did it up. But what Mm -hmm. was different? when you went back to school, like, was it something that you went through personally that you just like, man, I, I need to switch this up? Or was it like an event that happened in front of you that you were like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, how'd that work? Um, well, I have a really, really strong support system. I got an awesome girlfriend. She supports everything that I do. Um, I actually, one of my barbering mentors, uh, Darren Andrews, he's a teacher at Rob Roy. Yeah. He, we were kind of boys, and he was like, kind of just come in, like, we'll get you out of here as fast as we can. I know the 
killing you, you save the money, whatever. And I met a kid, um, I don't know if you know him, we have his quick, his quick shout out, Nick Patchen, he works at Axe the Grind, Blackheart Barber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah, his so, real name. <laughs> yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah, most yeah. people don't know, most people see him, they like, Blackheart Barber? Yeah, it's Nick, but, no, um, I met him, and, um, he was kind of like, dude, like, don't throw your talent away. And it kind of stuck with me for a little bit, and I was like, man, this kid's young, he's kind of like, but he's older than me, but he's a newer barber. So he was, I was like, man, who's this kid to kind of tell me, like, what to do in my career? Right. But I went home that day, um, and I don't, I don't know why that stuck with me, but it really did. And it was like, man, I'm really wasting something. Like, I'm blessed with a talent that not a lot of people have. Um, not a lot of people can see hair as an art form. And I, I find that I can. And, um, I was wasting it. I mean, I was I was doing great. I was making money. Customer service was awesome, but I had no desire to create anything. Mm-hmm. And I think creating is the biggest part of what I'm doing now. And it changed my whole outlook. And it partially to do with him, just saying like, "Dude, like, find your talent again. Like, find your passion." So that a couple of people really kind of pushed me to do like a a full 180, 360, whatever you want to call it, to kind of reignite the flame and um it was the probably the best thing i could have done is going back to school that's good it was yeah. the right thing yes absolutely you know, it, it was it was humbling you know because yeah. you wanted to you know the, the, yeah so a lot happened there in a year that's that's so a lot yeah. of people don't have these sort of things happen until their late 20s when they start getting close to 30 you know so i'd be very curious to catch up with you again when you're 30 <laughs> let's do it you know? <laughs> um all right so the, so so the 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 I like having I'll have anybody that I meet and have more than a two second conversation with, if I find you somewhat interesting, I want you on the cast, right? So right. like we talked about doing it, you you know, you were like, Hey, I got a pretty cool story. I was like, Yeah, let's do it. I don't know when, but we'll do it. But then when I actually started kinda looking at your bullet points that you sent me and knowing what I know about you and then knowing that you're at Rectify now I decided what I want to kind of focus on with this conversation, and that is there's a new era of barbers that I'm pretty psyched about, and I think that you represent that slice pretty well. Like, it's a different cross-section, you know? Um, yeah. You know, there's... For me, I've always said this a thousand times on the show, people are sick of hearing it, that I'm just a grinder. I, I You know, I have great... I'm a conversation guy. Like... I don't really care what you game for your haircut. I just want to talk to you. You know what I mean? Mm. That's kind of that's, that's that's how I roll. You know, and and and, I, and I'll take classes and and I'll and I'll I'll go to, to check new styles and I'll, I want I still watch YouTube videos on how to cut hair still. Um, yeah. But you're really that, like I said, you're that first era of barbers. Like you popped on Instagram before you were even in a shop because mm. you posted a picture and. Um, you were able to watch all the videos of all the greatest barbers ever in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And and so this this is very cool to me because it reminds me when I was making music. Mm. When I was making music, there was so much hip-hop available so easily, so readily everywhere that I could listen to thousands of different songs and get inspired by all of them and make a lot of music versus my predecessors, people who were bringing me up in the game. You had to go to the city. Not only the city, you had to go to like a tough part of the city to even hear a little bit of hip hop. And you had to know somebody who knew somebody who had the tapes and had the connection to the thing. You know what I mean? Right. And that's kind of how barbering was. So like 
I have been always looking like, you know, I can't even tell you. It's embarrassing how many times I Googled barber conventions near me, <laughs> like, before 2011. Like, I Google it probably three times a week for, like, two years. Because I'm like, somebody's got to make one. And I didn't have the balls or the wherewithal at the time to say, well, I should make one. You know? Yeah. That's how I think now. You know? I'm like, like, like I was like, I want to find a barbering podcast. And I was like, well, I'll just make one. You know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, absolutely. So, that, so there's this cool thing going on now where guys around your age decided to start cutting hair just like me. And in, in, in after after practice or in the dorms or in the, wherever it is. And you have access to so much goddamn information. It's just, it's mind blowing. You know, it's, it's, it's really awesome. And so now you can, you can get really good, really fast. Like you didn't, you didn't have to search. Like you couldn't even search barbershops on the internet. Like barbershops didn't have websites like in 2003. You know what I mean? Like when I was, so like I happened to find a guy that was very good at cutting hair and just happened to mentor me. And I happened to be in the right place at the right time. But now you can search it out, man. It's incredible. So you don't want to know anything, you can just look it up. And and so because you can get as good as me in a third of the time or you know, you're probably I'd say you're better. You're actually way better than me at a lot of different haircuts. Um, I appreciate that. Know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not a big deal. like I'm not I always people who know me know that I, I'm not God's gift to barbering. I am not the best barber in the world. I, I am probably the most versatile and most consistent cat you'll ever meet in your life. But, you know, I'm, I'm just not that guy. It's fine. Um, so, you know, it's just amazing to me. So anyway, talk to me about what you want. What do you want in this industry, in this game? Because I know if you're at Rectify, I know what you're doing. And for those who don't know, what's the, what's the website? Um, I believe it's rectifybba.com. Okay. And you can so just look up Rectify Barber Shop or Salon. What is it called? Barber Salon? Or? It's a, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's Rectify Barbershop and Beauty Alcove. On Instagram, it's just Rectify, though. Gotcha. Okay. Just look it up so you can see what I'm talking about. This is the, this is the new shit. This is the new era. And we're, yeah, man. We're, we're on the cutting edge of it where I want to explore it a lot with you right now because... This is where I feel like the future of it is, um, at least for the next 10 years. Um, I think we're kind of done with the elegant shave shell videos and <laughs> that kind of stuff. I think we're kind of done with, like, so you can shave somebody's face the fastest. Like, that, like, all that kind of stuff is, like, okay, and it's kind of kind of boring. And, like, fades, like, are cool. Yep. And now, like, I'm sure you could fade just as good as me before you were even out of high school. Because you have videos you can watch, you know what I'm saying, um, and so anyway, we're in the new yeah. era. So, so what what do you want your career to look like? Like, I'm not gonna not not corny. Like, where do you see yourself in five years? But like, what do you like want, and how do you plan on getting there? Cool. Um, well, that's the that's the, probably the toughest question of all. It's funny that you say that though, because me and Dana, um, DJ, we had this conversation the other day. Um, Basically, what I want is to enjoy the art and to not feel like I'm working, but I want to influence. Mm. Um, I've always wanted a platform. I've always wanted to educate, but more so, more so than money, more so than a massive clientele, which all of that is great. And 
everybody has their lane and we had that conversation at CT, which yeah. was awesome. But more than anything, I want to be that, that barber that when a kid starts barber school, is like, yo, I checked out his haircuts and they're sick. Like he's my inspiration for cutting hair. Right. That's that's basically if I'm making a very simple answer out of it, that's that's what I want the most is to just influence other people to do something, to do something cool that not a lot of people can do. I mean, you can everybody can learn how to cut hair, but sometimes you might find a talent that you didn't know you had. Me personally, I had I had no idea. I can't draw. I can't I can't do any of that kind of stuff. I'm not very artistic outside of hair. Mm. So. It was something that I kind of stumbled upon, and it turned into something that was that was awesome. And I found an art form that, like I said, not a lot, of, not everybody can find an art form to turn into a career. So, boom! That's the name of this. That's the name of the podcast. You just hit it right there. That's gonna be the name <laughs> of this episode. That's it. Perfect. I mean, because that, that's that's very interesting to me. It's like that's what's happening right now. And it's happening to guys young. Like, you're young as shit. You're 23. <laughs> uh, uh, my man Trim Reaper, he's like 23, 24. And like, you know yeah, what I mean? he's like, even younger than me. Yeah. Is it? He's, yeah. He's like, me. yeah. And it's just like, like, how, like, I know you're not supposed to discuss, like, a lady's age, but DG, is she under 30 or no? Um, <laughs> she just had a birthday. So we'll, we'll, we'll okay. peg it as the third, 30s. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's fine. But in other words, she's young. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and so... It's just it's very interesting to me. All right, so that so you want to influence people, and that's yep. I like that because that's a that's a higher purpose, right? That's that's a good why. Like I find that when I make stuff more like my purpose more about what I want, like oh I want to do this so that I can get a new car, like that it's such a it's such a low purpose like compared like in the world, right? Well, yeah, right. I mean everybody wants material, everybody wants to do well. I'm, I'm sure when you were a kid, you didn't say, I want to be broke my whole life, or I, I don't want to have a cool car or a nice house. Like, material is part of it, but I think that material also will motivate the artistic side, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I, I still, you know, I don't cut hair for material. People know that, but yeah, I definitely look at Corvettes, like, twice a month. <laughs> And you, I bet you go, man, that's like, there's like 50,000 haircuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how many haircuts? <laughs> no, I, like, I'm trying to figure, like, how much is that payment? If I put that payment, or how much is it cash? Because if I can put that aside every month, you know, yeah. like, that's what I'm thinking. But, like, I've, I've had this kind of a cool career in a sense that I've always liked cutting hair, and I've been a valuable, like, kind of pillar in the communities type of cat for a long time, but... I've started to realize now with having seven barbers under me at my shop that I'm very uh, influential to them. And that's really fun. I've been able to help a lot of people get a little further in their life. And I want to keep doing that. Now, that actually will make me more money down the line if I open more shops. Um, Right. So that's kind of like how I'm thinking now. Um, you know, like how many, if, if I had four shops going, I would never need to worry about money again. And I'd be coaching and mentoring, like, I don't know, up to like 20 people. Yeah. Well, that's, I like that you said that the, the mentor thing is huge. Um, I can, I can guarantee that I would not be in this position if I didn't find mentors. And I think Dana is a perfect example of the newest mentor and it proves that you can have 
more than one mentor. I mean, sure. she, she's an incredible educator and I'm, I'm just learning more about the shop and everybody in there and becoming friends with them more and more every day. But I can have someone that's great at, great at cutting hair that I'm learning from and great at business. And that was a conversation great at somebody else who's great at helping me with learning how to educate. And that was that conversation we had in Connecticut was stay in your lane. Darren Andrews taught me that big time. There's everybody has a lane and it's super important that there's people like us or me or Brady or well, trim. Um, yeah. People like us who, who enjoy the art and who've got the camera set up and the, the crazy haircuts and the, the Instagram barbers. But then there's also the barbers that, that grind and like, like yourself who own a business because we don't, we lack more of that business side and there's, we got to learn from people like that, but there's definite lanes where you're definitely a better businessman than me. I'm not great managing my money. I couldn't open a shop. It would absolutely tank, but I could work in a shop and I could learn from somebody that's good at managing a business. And that, right. that may be your lane. So like lanes are super, super important to me. You gotta, you, you can stray outside your lane to learn, but I think you always kind of want to slide back into your lane. And I don't mean don't try anything new, but, I know, exactly, niche. I know exactly what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I, I just got hit in the face with that, like, so clear. I, 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 okay, so the two things I want to talk about. That I want to talk about mentors. And I'm just going to say real quick, mentors are so important. And that's, to me, proof that there is a higher, a higher power. Like, the amount of mentors that came into my life at the right time when I look back now. Because I'm 40 now. You know, I can, like, 20 years ago, I was 20. That's crazy to say. Like, and I remember it like it wasn't that far away. You know, like I remember the first few months of college. I remember the last few months of college. I remember things. I remember going to barber school. I remember the nervous feeling of cutting hair for the first. I remember it all. So I've had mentors at just the perfect time. You know, it's all these different people. Like starting like way back with my man XL when I was making music and G squared. These guys took me under their wing, and I don't. You know, I I talk to them here or there, but they're not in my life every day. Then, you know. Um, I work for these guys, um, this restaurant, my man Mike Isaac, who actually I reconnected with uh, like eight years ago and I've been cutting his hair now. Um, you know, they taught me a whole bunch of stuff about uh, physical fitness and, and, and having a set of balls on you and stuff like that. And, you know, um, fast forward a little bit to some when I was doing comedy, I had a mentor there, Danny Kelly, and then and then Greg Howell taught me how to cut hair. It's like one thing just keeps leading to another, and now like I got business mentors. I got I got just endless amounts of people at my fingertips. I can just call, grab a cup of coffee, run some ideas by, you know, and and go. And it's so important. Um, huge, absolutely huge. The the thing that I found important is to try to not in a not in a dickhead way, but always try to surpass them. You know what I mean, like. Of course. Like, where, like, now that I've learned what I've learned, now where did you stop or where do I think I could do, I could take it from here? You know what I mean? Um, right, right. And, and that's, the, the student passes the teacher. That, that's the idea. That's the idea, you know? And so it, it's, it's been really cool. And, um, you know, my, my wife is actually a great, great influence. Um, she's just so smart with business. She just gets things easily right off the bat. She goes much better with math. <laughs> uh, like I'm good at like the content. Like I'm good at the thing that we're gonna yeah. sell. Like that we're like the, the the barbershop atmosphere that I created in Milford is like that's mine. I, I create. I'm good with that. But like the yep. whole like how to open a shop. 
honestly had to google it like i'm doing i'm doing a second shop right now and there's been a lot of like you know alicia's like well what about this i'm like oh damn yep i forgot about that all right that has to happen tomorrow like after we got all the furniture in like 10 grand worth of stuff she's like so you got the insurance policy in this place right i'm like oh nope i forgot about that let me do that tomorrow you know (laughs) you know just just you know so I, I okay so oh yeah so going back to lanes yeah I, I cut this man's hair um i just call him mr testa i never caught his first name he's an old school italian guy he owns a bunch of properties in milford and i was telling him how i'd like to get into that game at some point and he said why i said i don't know it just seems like it's a good investment you know i know a lot of people doing really well with it. he goes you just don't play another man's game yeah play your game and I kind of like was like, well, who are you to kind of, you know, I got a little f you with me, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, well, you can't tell me how to do it, and you know. But then I started thinking about it. Then, you know, I'm like, all right, yeah. So let me expand this barbershop. So I did. I expanded the Milford shop, and then probably about a year ago, I got super into selling stuff on Amazon. It just intrigues the hell out of me. Like I know a couple guys that are making a living, you know, just not just drop shipping. Like they're not even having, they're not even boxing stuff up. They just order it from China, it ships to Amazon and they sell it. Like it's crazy. I'm like, I want that. I want to do that. So I got super into that. Got super into some other stuff. And then somebody's just like, how come you're not spending all the time like opening another barbershop? You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm like, a, I have like a fish brain. Yeah, you know, I forget. I forget stuff. I forget how painful stuff was and I forget how glorious stuff was. Yeah. And I, I get kind of lured over real quick by something flashy. But now I feel like, you know, like just, just to just to really just stamp on your point, like put my stamp on it. Like I 100% get that. Like I had to like really go, yo, you are in the wrong lane, dude. And you're doing not only are you doing your family a disservice, but you're doing your potential hires a disservice by not getting them under your wing, teaching them great things about life, teaching them great things about barbering, putting money in their pocket, you know, creating better families. Like this is, this is what I'm here for, you know? Right. Well, and I think one, congratulations on the second shop. I mean, that's huge. Not a lot of people can do that. Thank you. No problem. But two, um, yeah, I don't think straying outside of, Shop stuff isn't necessarily an awful thing. I think it's like, like you said, dropshipping. It was super exciting, but then you're like, man, like I gotta get back to barbering. Like that's what I do. It's like I'm a barber shop owner. I'm a barber. I am a mentor for barbers, so I'm gonna get back to that. So straying outside of it isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's um sometimes. I mean, that's I guess that's part of what reignited my passion was. I wasn't passionate. I was making money. So like sometimes it, it almost. By doing something else, and you don't even have to stop doing that something else, but by doing something else, it, like, hyper-focuses you back into your expertise. Yeah, I, I think, think you're that'll right. work, work well for you is, like, you were doing all this stuff, and you you could have learned a million things along the way, and then it's like, well, I'm back to my, I'm back to what I'm really, really good at, and what I'm here for is opening bars. I mean, who knows? You might have... Nobody wants to be supercuts, but you might have a franchise. You might have four awesome barber shops because you learned a lot of stuff outside of your lane and reapplied it to your lane and crushed it at what you were meant to do. I agree with that a hundred percent, man. I think that's what it is. Like once you once you get outside it and then you take a look back, you realize the contrast and you're like, Okay, I'll take these things from that, you know. Um okay. You know, there's time. There's been times where I was like, "All right, I'm really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put like some ads out. I'm gonna run like a sponsored ad on 
Instagram looking for as many models as I can because I just want to practice stuff. Mm -hmm. I have tons of ideas, but I don't have the time. I don't have the canvases, you know? So yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that. But then it's like, even within the lane of barbering, I'm like, I, I'm not that guy right now. I'm not that guy. Maybe it will be later, you know? You know, maybe yeah. later on I'll wear overalls every day and like, <laughs> you know, show up to work just like, have great, you know, maybe I'll just have a one chair shop somewhere where I just bang out masterpieces, you know, I don't know, someday, I enjoy doing it, but right now this is it, that's what I'm doing, so, um, all right, so, yeah. so you said, so we talked, passion came up a lot, why, why is passion important, you think, I know this is, um, this is like, I'm not really sandbagging you, but it's kind of off the top question, it's just, I know why it's important to me, I know why it should, you know, people should have it, but when you say passion, like, what does that mean to you, and why is it important to you? Um, I would say it's important because we're in an artistic field. Um, art, art's not numbers. It's a feel. You can apply a mathematical equation to a haircut, but at the end of the day, if that math fails, it's still based off of a feel. If something doesn't work, it's, you, you need to improvise and it's going to become, it's going to become your vision that you have of said person's hair. It's going to become what you think it's going to grow out as and, they're going to come back in and you're, you're forming a look, right? So right, right now, a big pop, a, a very popular thing is, um, is shape, right? So mm -hmm. in our industry now, you see those famous barbers and like the UK barbers, all they talk about is shape and there's always good inverted triangles and a so-and-so <laughs> right. octagon shape. And it, it, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you use that as a basis, but it's all feel. So I think passion is sparked by like an art form it's a it's a feel and if my passion comes from creating something that i feel is awesome and it really looks cool to me and i can do something maybe that somebody hasn't done yet and it's just an art form so i think passion is a huge play into what we do and my passion is just to do really cool shit i mean like that's basically it. I want to influence. I want to do really cool haircuts that like I enjoy and the client enjoys obviously, but like big stuff is like crops. Like I like doing crops, but like I want to go a little farther. I want, I want to like push the limit of like maybe a weird haircut that somebody hasn't done yet. That's kind of my passion is creating something really cool. Right. I okay. So, so what I'm getting from you and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but passion is what makes the octagon shape, the triangle shape, become art. Yes, right? absolutely. Like you, you got like you said, it's off a of feel. It's a hard thing to describe. It's like trying to describe a vibe. You yep. know what I mean, it's like I always say, it's like, it's like, like how do you, if somebody's like, never tried chocolate, how are you going to describe what chocolate tastes like? You it's can't. Just good. You just have to yeah. feel it. Like you just have to just try it yourself. You have to. I can't. I can't explain. If you haven't had, I can't. There's no axiom to describe right. that like and there's no you know there's no axiom for being artistic with shears yeah. because it's it's a lot it's it's sculpturing in a way it's but it's it's you're taking away you're not adding so it's not like right. you're you, uh, i suppose in the salon you're adding you could add extensions and things like that but for us we're taking away right you're you know, you're so, taking a, a block of granite and turning it into a sculpture right you're, you're removing pieces to make something cool. And, and I think that's the sheer thing. Well, my biggest thing is I, I learned off of feel. Yeah, I saw YouTube videos, but like I had zero guidance 
and got to the point where I was good enough to work in a in a pretty reputable shop. I mean, a lot of people in this area know loyalty. I mean, it's known as a very solid shop. Jonathan's a great owner. And I had to be pretty skilled to get in there, and I was all off of feel. So now me and Dana are working on like the technical side of it so I can use the, the feel and apply the mathematic equation to really piece it all together. So Right, so you can add that in. You can you can add that. Yeah, that's yeah. Like a, like a vitamin. <laughs> right, the feel, the feel is the inspiration, and then I can take the other side of it and execute the inspiration. Yeah, I like that, man. So, so talk to me about the shop, man. How the new I, shop? Yeah, like right, like I know, like I've I've seen like pictures and stuff online, and like I know like the location of it and all that. But like, mm-hmm. how do how does it, it? Let me ask you: Is it like a lot of walk-ins, or is it like people just go? I want some ill. I'm, I I found. I gotta figure out where to go. Oh, I found this place. I'm gonna go there. Like, how does it work? Um. So a week in. I kind of I've seen everything so I've taken a few walk-ins and I've also seen some some masterpieces that saw say Instagram or saw through somebody else's hair like saw somebody else's haircut and came in and they want that crazy wild haircut and that's that's what Dana's known for is like the the awesome texture and, and stuff that bends the rules mm-hmm and the rest of the shop kind of follows. So the shop itself is set up as it's a barber shop, it's a hair salon, and we also have um, Shallon, who is the micropigmentation artist. So she does like eyebrows, and I, they, I think they used to call it a cosmetic makeup, and now it just falls under micropigmentation um, okay. or micro. I don't know the exact terms, but so it's yeah, like it's kind of everything. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the the walk-ins. I mean, walk-ins definitely come in, but I think it's more catered to people that are looking for a unique look, and that's right. what our. If you go online and you look at our haircut descriptions, um, a haircut is called a bespoke, and I had no idea what bespoke meant when um, <laughs> when I saw it. I was like, "That's a cool name, I guess," but I don't know what it means. And it just means like, from what I've learned from them, I actually still haven't looked it up. Is like catered to, like that's a, a customized thing for somebody and that's kind of what we try and represent is like we can do the same haircut for just two different people but they're not going to look the same because it needs to be catered to said person gotcha that's i'd like to see more of that around the industry (laughs) yeah it's great like i'm trying it like my barbers now are kind of getting trained in the fact that like it's okay to tell somebody that that haircut is not is not good for them i i I know that straight up. A lot of my existing clientele knows that I will tell them no. I won't even. I'll just say nope. Yeah. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, and, and and here's why. You know, like I, I may have shared the story before. And forgive me if I already said it, but I had a barber. He's not. He doesn't work anymore. Um, and this and this doesn't why he doesn't work anymore. But um, way later he he left. But um, we got a we got a really bad review on Google. Like, all right, that that happens, you know. We get like one one a year, you know. Like we have yeah. maybe maybe three bad reviews, period, you know. Um, but then my man went ahead and did it on Facebook too, and I felt like that was a little disrespectful. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna leave a bad review, you don't gotta smoke me twice on two different platforms. Like, right? Like it's I get two. it. So like I was because it was on Facebook, I, I could contact him. Yep. You know, and so I wish you just did that one first. But anyway. He explained to me what the problem was, 
And so I talked to the barber. And my man looked like Weird Al. He had like hair like Weird Al. <laughs> like long, curly, like, but like kind of balding in the middle. Yeah, wispy, hard to deal with. Yeah, and he came in with this picture, bro. <sighs> I'm trying to think of who we know that I could tell you. Do you know, did you stick around to see Evan's haircut um, after that um, glass box class? Did I don't oh, know. yeah. No, I was there when the haircut happened. Right. So he wanted, like, that kind of haircut without the design, without the, like, line work. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, it's impossible. But yeah. the barber didn't have the wherewithal or whatever it took to say, well, sir, that's not going to look good on you. Here's my suggestion, right? Right. Like, that's our freaking job, man. That's our job. Like, yo, you can't do that. You can't just... Go just try to make it happen because the cat was he was so pissed that it didn't come on how the picture was and I had told the guy right off the bat first of all this is a photoshopped picture this fade is photoshop the top is super thick sort of red and your hair is super thin and black as hell and curly where you actually have it like it's not gonna work like this is too that's like you may as well said turn like. I I can't like it's so you may as well I, come in and said can you possibly turn me into an Asian woman that's, yeah, that's I, how I, far off <laughs> that haircut was from what you could actually do but anyway back to the back to the thing I'm still a little tight about it um how what are you guys charging for a haircut rough like just for a bespoke okay yeah so um we all have different pricing okay um, and it's really cool. Um, there's, there's different ways to raise your prices and there's different area. Like it, there's a tier system. I don't know if I'm at liberty to dispose this. I think and there's a tier system for us. So like we have a, a set guideline as to what we can do to improve and how we can learn and then how we can change our prices or not. So, um, everybody's different. I came in and personally, I charge thirty for a haircut, mm-hmm. um, but that's going to give you forty-five minutes. Um, and then, if you want to do a beard, if it's really, really simple and you got some stubble or it's just a quick like touch-up of the line, I'm not going to charge you anything, whatever. Yeah, but, I like that. Good. But if it's like I'm going to fade your beard, I'm going to do a line up. Depending on how much work I'm doing, the price goes up. So if I'm lining it up with some actual lining up of like I got to take some hair out, I really got to sit you back and do whatever, it's ten. If I'm going to really sculpt your beard, I'm going to take 20 minutes on your beard. It's 20. And then there's different ways to increase the price. Like if you want more hot towels, and if you want X amount of, if you want to shave your whole beard off of a hot towel, if you want this, that, and the other thing. So I personally, I don't even have a lineup price. I just charge it as a haircut. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's different across the board. Um, Dana's in the most demand. She's the most expensive. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not too high. I wouldn't say it's it's astronomical. It's it's between thirty and sixty. Yeah, I mean, and I think, and I think with what I've seen of the shop, it's that the atmosphere is there. I think we should be getting paid that much an hour, so that makes sense. Um, I, I I believe the same thing, and I think. What we're striving for is again, it's it's quality. So if, if right when you book an appointment, it says um, to please to try not to have any like appointments lining up right afterwards because sometimes we're running behind because we're creating something. We're we're giving people a look. Um, so 
your haircut might say 45 minutes, but it might take 55 and we're not, we don't want to let you out of the chair until it's, it's really catered to you and in, in an awesome haircut. Right. So yeah, I like this, man. This is, um, this is what I'm talking about. This is the new era, right? Cause growing up barbering was just two old guys in a wood paneled interior shop, uh, with sport clips from the local paper on the wall. And they just I, cut the hair. I missed all that. Yeah, they just... I mean, that's, that's the barbershops I grew up going to. And then there was, like, urban black barbershops where you could get, like, a real nice fade. And that was... Yeah. Then I started hanging out there. And then I... What I created at my shop was sort of an in-between. Those two yeah. things, right? But now, there's this. There's <laughs> this crossover of salon-style feel and, like... Um, the class that a salon brings yes. to a barbershop with the same conversation of of an old school barbershop. It's kind of like this whole thing going on. And, and like I said, I, I'm super pumped about it, man. And I wanted to have you on because I wanted to just kind of, you know, rap about it. And, and I think we're kind of getting there to something. So, um, Hell yeah. what, what, two things I wanted to tell you. One is that I think you are an influential person. Okay, because there's something about you that makes me want to talk to you, and I didn't know anything about you. Um, I get that vibe from you. Um, you had told me when we were at the when 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 we were at yeah, it was at CT. Yeah. And I was like, man, I I think I'm gonna do a booth next year, but I don't really know. And you were like, yo, do you see anybody with a booth like what you want? And I'm like, no. I said, I don't know if people want to do. I don't know if people want that. I think they just want to come here and see what they see. And you're like, well, do you see it here? I'm like, no. Like, well, there's probably somebody here that wants to see it, you know? Yeah. And that stuck with me. I'm like, oh, that's true, I love man. it. Like, like you, so you already influenced somebody. You influenced me on that. And so next year I'm going to set it up, man. I'm going to have like uh my, my, this is, I'm piecing it together right now. I got some notes on it, but what I'd love to do is kind of set up like a really chill because I, I record almost all of these in my basement on a couch. Mm. Like, I'm chilling yeah. on an old-school couch right now. So it would be fun to set up some lamps, like a nice couch, and just pull people in to record. Or just chill and just, yo, how's your life going? What's going on with you in this, in this industry? How's everything going? You know what I mean? Like, like That would be so dope. It's different. See, that's, that, that's something that we need. Is something that... And that's part of the passion thing is, like... Stuff and why I like to create cool haircuts is because it hasn't been done, and like people, people don't do that. And I, if I walk by your booth and there's a couch sitting there and you're talking to somebody, interviewing him as an Instagram, I call myself an Instagram barber. As an Instagram barber, I'm like, whoa, I should get an interview. What did he do? I want to sit down. I want to talk to him. I want to tell him about what I do. I want him to tell me about what he does. So like that is so dope that you're you're planning and. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see. I mean, I don't even know how much a booth costs, and I don't know when they go up for rental and all that stuff. And like, I really this, this new shop sort of came out of nowhere. I I didn't really hit. I wasn't planning on doing it till the end of the year, and you know, I wasn't planning on starting to look until the end of the year. But this thing just kind of came up, and it was stupid to pass it up. So that's awesome. Doing that. Um. All right. So an effort to keep these things at a decent time period because I you know. People, I, you know, I don't want to go more than an hour usually, and we're, we're yeah. up around fifty plus. So, um, just once again, tell people your Instagram and also the shop's Instagram and um, 
any words that you would like to give to a new barber that's about to go to barber school or is in barber school go awesome all right so you can find me on instagram at the underscore hands underscore um and the shop's instagram is just i believe it's just at rectify um and our website's rectifybba.com and then for the new barber oof, that's a that's a good one i would just say learn not to make it too simple but learn everything you can if it's color learn color if it's sheer i'm finding that shears are more important than anything else like you can learn how to fade pretty easily but shears man those things are tough if you can find a salon that will mentor you and go with it because it's so 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 important but always learn and if you start to lose the passion try try something new try a a new technique or a new or color or some some crazy thing that might re-spark or find uh, find your lane. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, always be learning. Definitely okay, don't cool. definitely don't do what I did and go, ah, I'm not gonna need to know that. I'm just gonna work at a shop that just does fades. <laughs> because <laughs> I said you, the same thing. You know, fast forward, uh, we're talking uh, that was eighteen years ago now and, and I'm and I'm taking Every sheer technique class I can fit into my schedule, and I, you know, I, I want to learn that now, and I want to learn this now. And if I see something on your Instagram, I'm gonna hit you up like, "Yo, how did you do that?" How'd you? <laughs> right. But luckily, no, it's, it never it's, ends. It's and luckily, and this is another thing we talked about real quick at CT. There's more than ever an evolving like buddy culture in barbering. We're like not constantly trying to murk each other. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's like this like chill like. I don't know. I chilled so many people that day and just had so many great conversations. So good. All right, my man. Well, yo, thank you for your time. I'll have you on here again soon. Um, once this new shop is complete for me, I plan on banging these back out once a week. I have just been, I give you a rough idea of my schedule. I've been waking up around, you know, five or six. I've been going to work all day, coming home, hanging out with the family for an hour until basically the kids go to bed from like nine o'clock to like two or three a.m. I've been at the new shop working on stuff and then all weekend so like all Saturday night all Sunday and most of Monday for like the past three weeks and I've just been losing my mind I've been serious sleep deprivation and uh and and sort of just kind of going nuts man so I kind of like I I was like that's why I put this I hit you up last week like yo we're gonna do it Monday because I need this back in my life like I need to talk to people and like get kind of normal again but that's awesome well yeah brother all right well you appreciate it man absolutely I appreciate you having me and uh, i appreciate you uh you sharing your passion with me yeah for sure man that's what it's all about so we'll keep going all right man well listen have a good night and um i'll send you the link to this when i get it done man i should be able to get it done in the morning tomorrow i'm getting up early so um, awesome man pop it in there for you all right brother Awesome. Have a great night, man. I may too. Peace. Later.